Welcome here to a wake-up call with Dan Tortora National Signing Day Special. We're inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios hanging out with you where sports meets life. And I am honored every single season to be able to do this. And with National Signing Day being split in two, there is uh, so many opportunities for us. And of course, throughout the year to follow student-athletes on their recruiting trail and their journey of realizing their dreams and then everything beyond that as they move forward. So we're happy with everybody that we've gotten to have all over the country and outside of this country on Wake Up Call over the years. And I'm very happy in this spotlight special for National Signing Day that I get to feature Joe Moore here on the broadcast. University of Richmond grad transfer. He has one season of eligibility and he has committed and signed officially with the Syracuse Orange coming over from the University of Richmond as an offensive tackle, and he's here on the broadcast for the first time as we get to celebrate his signing. Joe, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Hey, man, happy to have you. And bring me into the University of Richmond. Uh, what was it about Richmond? How'd you end up there? Bring me into the journey to Richmond. So out of high school, I, uh, I was recruited by a few FCS teams and, uh, Um, all the military academies, a couple Ivy Leagues, and I was actually committed to the Naval Academy originally, and then just some some things kind of went down, and I decommitted from there, and Richmond was kind of my best overall academic and athletic athletic, uh, opportunity. I went on visit, loved it, uh, committed there, signed, and so that's pretty much what brought me there. Spent the last five years, five seasons there, and uh, graduated, and just looking for that change. And that's where Syracuse came in. And you said you spent the last five seasons there, so taking advantage of the extra COVID year. Uh, yes, sir. I did my regular four, and then my red shirt, and then this year at Syracuse will be that that COVID six year. So what does that mean to you? I mean, the fact that you even have this opportunity, because without the COVID year, you would have finished your time at Richmond and that would have been it. So, you know, what does it mean to you that despite all of the trying times of the pandemic that it created for student athletes like yourself an extra year of eligibility to essentially start a new chapter? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, there was lots of negatives to the pandemics and it and it hurt a lot of people, but in my, my specific case, uh, it was an absolute blessing. Um, obviously, even just coming from Richmond, my, my all-time goal is to move to the NFL. And I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but I don't think it would have been as likely coming from that smaller school, uh, not as much like spotlight recognition, opportunity. But now it, I get this extra year where now I can kind of move up, prove myself at this next level, get the opportunity to play this power five like big time football on the big stage and it's just overall i'm so so grateful for this opportunity and it's something that was honestly out of my control shouldn't really have but now we're here and this is what we're doing yeah you know and and you're coming off a season at richmond here in 2022 where the team had an overall record of nine and four you made it to the fcs playoffs and defeated uh, davidson 41 to nothing, and then played up against a two-seeded Sacramento State and were within one possession of that 38 to 31. What did you take away from the FCS playoffs and, and just your you know take of, of making it past your first game into your second game and playing a team as as highly, uh, I, I, should, I shouldn't say uh, second-seeded, second-ranked in the country at the time, Sacramento State. So number two overall there, when you play 
a team that's ranked so high top two in the nation and play them within seven in the playoffs yeah it was it was this season was a great experience great time uh when i came in as a freshman at richmond we i I believe our record was like three and seven and we've won like four and four and six and then last year we were i think six and five so we're pretty pretty average always felt like we could have done more and this year we we had gotten a couple new pieces new offensive coordinator uh quarterback couple wide receivers and it it was just an absolute game changer and obviously yeah we finally made the playoffs and it was it was great because in high school my my high school team had always made the playoffs so i was always used to kind of going all the way and not not really knowing when your season was going to end and always playing that kind of that top top tier competition and uh this was a great opportunity obviously we kind of as you said 41 nothing uh kind of steamrolled through davidson but it was still a great experience to finally get in that playoffs and that that sacramento state game man that that's a good team uh as you said second in the nation uh they got a lot of good players they played incarnate word real close to the next week but that was that was an incredible game um i played against in that game i think it was a transfer at the end from washington and a transfer from texas so i was kind of an that was an opportunity for me to prove uh, prove that i can uh, play against some of that better competition even before transferring or whatnot and it was yeah we lost but like you said we were the, we're within seven and there was a few calls and a few few plays that maybe they went differently that's a whole different ball game for us yeah, so I mean, when you when you look at that, you play the number two team in the nation in the playoffs that close within one possession. How would you assess yourself against playing those transfers from Washington and Texas when you look back on that game that was so highly contested between uh, your team, Richmond and Sacramento State? Uh, how do you view yourself and kind of assess your play looking back on it? Uh, to be honest, that was probably one of my top three games of the season. Um I had no pressures, no sack, no sacks, um, and it was. I felt like I definitely rose to my competition there. And uh, to be honest, it was probably part of the reason Syracuse came poking around after the season. So, seeing that opportunity and everything happens for a reason, and you felt uh, under recruited and, and underappreciated out of high school, and then here you are, you go to Richmond, and you feel like that game in the FCS playoffs against the number two team in the nation, Sacramento State, not giving up a sack there that that that's, you know, helped you to go where you are today. So do you feel like the ship was was righted in a way that, you know, you didn't feel the love coming out of high school, you go to Richmond, you go to the FCS Division One AA, and you play and do the best you can and try to learn and try to grow and try to excel, and then here you go, now you're going to be in the ACC. So as much as it's a road that maybe you didn't want to take, do you feel like it happened for a reason? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I absolutely feel it happened for a reason. Honestly, I don't don't really think, kind of looking back at it, that I I would really trade it because I was able to excel, be one of the top kind of FCS linemen, really really prove myself there, um, kind of, got everything I could have gotten out of it. And now, rather than kind of coming into this uh, ACC C world, uh, kind of just new and not knowing what's going on, I've, I'm coming in with over 40 starts under my belt, um, all-conference uh, accolades. 
And I feel like that's going to kind of give me more, a lot more confidence coming into this uh, and just trusting my ability and coming in on this higher stage with a lot more knowledge of what I'm doing and experience and, like I said, confidence in myself. Speaking here with Joe Moore, offensive tackle, transferring into Syracuse as a grad transfer with the incoming class of 2023 for Syracuse's football future here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios in this National Signing Day special. Joe, what is it about the FCS in Richmond that you feel like has prepared you the most to be ready to take the step you're about to take? Well, uh, Richmond, we play in the, the Sierra, the Colonial Athletic Conference, and that's every year one of the most competitive conferences in, in the FCS level. So I'm playing top-tier teams. Like, guys I'm going against, they do get, get drafted or undrafted free, free agents every year. A lot of these guys uh, transfer up. Uh, there's another kid from my conference, I uh, can't quite remember his name, but he's a guard at uh, Rhode Island who's in the transfer portal as well and has offers from everywhere. So I'm playing a lot of competition. A lot of guys, maybe like myself, got a little under-recruited and had time to kind of come in and develop. And and also, on top of that, every year we've played, we've played an ACC team every year. We start our season off. I've played for Virginia twice, Virginia Tech, and Boston College. My first start as a college football player, was actually against Boston College. So I'm a little little familiar with a lot some of the same teams that I'll see here in Syracuse. And have, they've given me the opportunity to kind of play those games and not necessarily coming in blind, like kind of straight from high school, like I uh, previously had said. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's great. Like you said, these uh, non-conference games, getting to get that experience and play up against these guys. So offensive tackle-wise, left tackle, right tackle, I know you told me, off the air that you've you've predominantly played right tackle, but what is your comfort comfort level with either or? Do you have a preference? Do you feel like you could play left tackle? Because Syracuse is in a situation where at right tackle we've seen some different kind of ro- – I mean, Dakota Davis has spent a good amount of time there this season, but we've seen a rotation over the years. Left tackle Matt Bergeron's heading off to the NFL – so I would say that Syracuse's left and right tackle positions are more open than not open. So how do you look at either or? Do you have a preference? Do you want to stay at right tackle? Can you play left tackle? How do you look at it? Yeah, so in, I've played at Richmond right tackle my whole career. Uh, every game I've started, I've been at right tackle. But I've also, like during practice, uh, I, I rotate in at left tackle. Uh, fairly often I play some guard here and there so going in uh, my preference for sure is is right tackle that's why I'm most comfortable but if I get in there and they have their right tackle set up and they need me to go play left that's that's not an issue for me it's not really going to be that much of a change because like I said I've practiced it it's uh, I'm ready for it and I'm just looking to help the team however I can but hopefully at that right tackle position but it's not too concerning for me if, it, if I have to go to left. And, Joe, what's the relationship been like with the staff as far as what they've told you? Do they anticipate, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's got to work for their job and fight for their job, but have they told you, like, hey, we're, we gave you an offer because we believe, you know, you have one season to play. Obviously a little bit different for you, not coming in with four years to play. 
you have one last year of eligibility, so you want to go somewhere where you feel like you're going to be out there on the field or else why go? So what's the conversation been like with the coaches? Yeah, pretty much uh, real similar to what you just said. Um, they're, they're recruiting me because of they're losing some guys and they've got a lot of young guys and they're looking to add that experience into their into the room. And obviously, like you said, like if I show up and don't perform, nothing's nothing's given. But um, but they're presenting me with the opportunity here to if I want it, it's mine to take. Uh, can, I can go in. I've got, like I said, 40 games of experience in college football, maybe help some uh, some of these young guys progress a little bit. But uh the relationship we've kind of been thinking about is like, I need to go somewhere that they can help me develop, help me get to that next level. And also I can help them. I can help Syracuse uh, with kind of everything I just said, help with experience in the O-line room, help, help up front, help be that tackle, help replace uh, Matthew Bergeron. Coming here from Joe Moore, grad transfer coming out of the university of Richmond and onto Syracuse's team with, his one season of eligibility coming in with this incoming class of 2023 on National Signing Day here in December. You come in with a class, Joe, of five offensive linemen. Syracuse has struggled in finding the right guys, the right ma- the, the, the right mashup over the last few seasons. They've had some players that are good here and good there, and a guy moves on and they got a shift. Aaron Service played all five positions he played right tackle, left tackle, and center. And then in practice, he, he played left guard and right guard as well. And he had moved on before this past before this season of 2022. You know, you look at other guys like Matt Bergeron and some other guys in history that have done some good things, Evan Adams, but move forward with their eligibility or, you know, just going to the NFL in general. Now there's five guys, including yourself, coming into this class with an offensive line that needs depth that needs somebody to take the reins, that needs to find the right mashup and keep guys healthy. Coming in with four other guys in this class and knowing that the offensive line and the defensive line building in the trenches is the focus of Syracuse's 2023 incoming class, what that means to you that Syracuse has focused in the trenches so much and that you're coming in with four other offensive linemen? Yeah, that's... Exactly. And when I was on my visit being recruited, as uh, the guys they've signed have proven exactly what they're telling me is, oh, we need O-line, D-line experience. Um, they're like, we started off 7-0, and and then up front, O-line, D-line, we started getting injuries, injuries, and we just couldn't sustain it. And that's kind of where we fell off. And, and uh, everything we talked about was once we got that depth back and established up front, Syracuse is up from here and it's really really definitely promising because uh I'm come at Richmond we've kind of always had low low depth on the offensive line like um, whether or not it's a matter of not enough guys recruited or certain guys or too many guys just kind of getting hurt or graduating we've always kind of been running low like my sophomore year we were in spring ball with four offensive linemen couldn't even run a full full team period in practice so i know exactly what it's like to to be lacking in that department and it, it feels good to be a part of a program that is taking taking it serious to really rebuild that rebuild up front in the trenches and they really understand 
what it takes to, to win and, and that how you really need to be sturdy up front offense and defensively to sustain a solid team. And Joe, you came from Franklin, Tennessee, your hometown, and you played at Christ Presbyterian Academy. Bring me back to Christ Presbyterian, what that school did for you to create the student and athlete that you are today. And then secondly, what it means to you to be Syracuse's only recruit in this class that hails from Tennessee. Yeah, so coming from Christ Presbyterian Academy, my uh, my head coach was Ingle, Ingle Martin. He uh, played a few years in the behind in the, for the. He was a quarterback for the Packers. He actually played behind Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre at one point. But uh, he was he did so much for me and both just my development and my recruiting and he really helped develop me as not just a football player but but like becoming a man and just being a good good all-around person that's really one of his biggest philosophies as a coach is not just creating a good football team but creating a team of of good good young men and I, i don't have enough good things to say about him or in his whole staff and uh as for the school obviously cpa was a is a pretty very good school and definitely prepared me prepared me very well for academics of college honestly college just brings its own challenges but i felt very prepared going into it coming into school and then uh i'm sorry what was the second part of your question there? Uh, being the only recruit in this class oh, for yeah. syracuse from tennessee um yeah i mean obviously wish i had a couple more from tennessee at richmond we had five or six guys from from Tennessee on the team, but it definitely, I tell, I'm going to take some pride in that. And I'm going to have to show upstate New York what, what we're talking about in Tennessee, how we play football. Yeah, you know, and how would you describe football in Tennessee when you look back to Christ Presbyterian Academy and your experiences there and the competition that you went up against? How would you describe Tennessee football? Uh, I would say it, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Kind of, Kind of similar to my my kind of recruiting process coming out of high school, uh, it's it's great football. Uh, every year we have guys uh, guys going to big-time SEC, ACC, uh, Big Ten schools. Um, every team I played had at least one or two guys pretty much. You know, that's at doing Power 5 schools out of high school. We have uh, a lot of guys who in the league, like Jalen Ramsey went to uh, – school not five minutes from my house um but yeah it's definitely hard-nosed football a lot of athletes a lot of big strong kids and it's it's gritty down here in tennessee but i would say definitely everyone wants to talk about your texas football your florida but something about tennessee yeah and and tennessee wise i've been down to memphis best chicken barbecue i've ever had in my life i want to mm-hmm. ask you i want to ask you about franklin though because that's that's your hometown. That's where you grew up. Bring me into Franklin. Tell me about the best food there and what Franklin is known for. I want you to paint a paint a food picture of Tennessee for me. All right, food picture here. So we got it's definitely a lot of barbecue still. Um, uh, one of the best spots is uh, Martin's Barbecue, uh, but now kind of honestly more so since I've been in college. A lot of like the. Uh, a lot of the restaurants over in Memphis, like Central Barbecue is a big one, are starting to open up some some restaurants kind of in the Franklin, Nashville area. Um, so you're going to find plenty of good barbecue everywhere. And then 
on top of that, you got your Nashville hot chicken. That's that's a staple. You kind of there's a few places you can go. There's Hattie B's, which is kind of your uh, touristy chain version. Still delicious. Don't get me wrong. But then uh, the kind of the go-to, the good one for the people who are from around here know is uh, Prince's Hot Chicken. Now that, uh, this chicken, it's it's spicy now. It's fried chicken with uh, all sorts of like cayenne pepper and just all these uh, crazy spices. And if you're not careful, it'll, it, it gets pretty hot. Um, those are kind of like your two big main, but main kinds of food around here, but there's plenty of good food everywhere. One of my, my all time favorite restaurants is called soy bistro. It's this uh, little Korean place, uh, that's, uh, not too far from my house back in high. And, uh, he, the man who owns it, uh, Kenji, he is a huge kind of supporter of mine and he's, he's supported me all the way through high school and me and my buddies back in high school we used to always on fridays they'd let us go off campus for lunch we'd always go eat there for lunch like every friday go in it's always so good to see him whenever i come back in town always met with huge smiles and just some great great food and i love you know i love hearing that and i love the description of it so you like hot food you like spicy stuff yes sir so have you has anybody told you of anywhere now this is my hometown Syracuse I mean this community central and upstate New York I bleed it it's with me it's in me I know the good food have people told you where to go are you looking for places to go where are you at with all that um so no one's really told me too too much yet I will say though I had before I came up on my visit I, I had heard dinosaur barbecue thrown around a few times and then uh sure enough I get to the uh uh, get to my hotel room and look at the itinerary and that was the first stop we made i'll tell you what it definitely holds up with with that memphis tennessee barbecue uh it was that dinosaur barbecue was real good uh, other than that i'm not really sure what to expect too much to be honest well we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on that you and i i know some places we're, we're gonna we're gonna work on that we're gonna figure that out because yes sir I'm you, excited yeah you need to uh, you need to have the full Syracuse Central and Upstate New York experience and I, I trust my tour guide abilities so we're gonna we're gonna take mm-hmm. care of that we're gonna take care of that yes sir now I do want to ask you about about the you know Syracuse connection for you coaching wise. Now, Mike Schmidt is the offensive line coach and the run game uh, coordinator. And then you obviously have head coach Dino Babers, an offensive coordinator that changed, was promoted from within, Jason Beck. Who do you have relationships with, and who was your main recruiter? Uh, I was recruited pretty much before my visit solely Coach Schmidt. Uh, I was actually, I had entered the portal, I think, on a Monday on uh, yeah, I think Monday, like December 5th or something like that. And then uh, I kind of had two days of pretty much just getting contacted by uh, just about all the group of five schools. And then on, I believe it was like a Wednesday, about noon, I got a phone call from Coach Schmidt. I was talking to him on the phone. He was kind of, he was giving me the rundown of, of what he liked about me, why why Syracuse and uh halfway through the phone call he just asked if I was in Richmond still or if I was in Nashville and uh I told him I was in Richmond he told me he was gonna he's gonna go book a plane ticket because he had to come talk to me in person uh hung up 
called me back about 15 minutes later, told me he got a flight into Washington, D.C., and was going to rent a car, drive two and a half hours into Richmond. And he showed up at my house about 8.30 that night. He was up in Boston that morning recruiting. And and he came down. We talked for about an hour, maybe even an hour and a half. And he offered me, and I was on my visit that that Thursday. So it was real quick turnaround. And then once once I was there, I actually we had some trouble with my flights. Uh, I got on my first flight. It was delayed a little bit. And I ended up missing my connecting flight, and so I stayed with uh, Khalil Ahmad. He was a recruiter who was in uh, Newark at the time, and I stayed in a hotel with him and really, really got to know him, hang around with him for uh, that night and the next morning. And then uh, on the visit, I got to meet Coach Dino and uh, really just loved him. But those are pretty much kind of the guys who guys who got me here. And what is it about, I mean, I know you said Mike Schmidt, you're going to talk about the lengths that he went out to see you and be in front of you and spend time with you and, and what that means to you. What is it about Mike Schmidt as a coach that makes you believe that he's going to prepare you for an opportunity in the NFL? Um, so the first thing we did on my visit when we met was he broke down. Uh, he pulled up my film from this year when we played UVA, uh, a similar opponent to both teams, and he broke down our my first two drives, and he exactly went through each play, what, what he would have coached me differently, how he would have done uh, certain things, how he can help me, and showed me on film and through speaking the different different techniques he can teach me and what things he can uh, help tweak to get me to that next level. And everything he was saying, just it sounded, it made sense. I understood what he was saying. We had a great connection. And then on top of that, he's, he's put, he's been coaching for 12 years. He's, he's put 15 or 16 guys in the league and he has coached on offensive line for the NCAA all time leading rusher and then his first year at Syracuse broke the, all, the Syracuse all-time rushing record. So he's got the resume. We we had a connection. And kind of as I said, obviously, he dropped everything to come see me, um, which kind of showed me that he believed in me and he wasn't really, really trying to just lie to me and just to get me here for depth. And it, I, really, I really appreciated that and showed kind of from a man-to-man perspective, like, kind of like how I'm not coming in as a high schooler. You just kind of lie, maybe, glitz and glam. It's really just a business decision. Let me help you. You know, and, and that transparency going through your recruitment, you know, Joe, obviously you learned something in high school going through that recruitment that's, you know, different now that you've been at Richmond for five years. What have you learned about recruitment and kind of taken? Because not everybody tells you the truth. And, and I'm sure that, you know, when you first do it, you want to believe everything and it's great and it's awesome, but you're doing it five years after you did it. So what's, how's recruiting changed for you? And what did you learn from years ago that you put into action when you got recruited this time around? Yeah, absolutely. You, you pretty much learn to kind of see through, see through the, the smoke and mirrors and, and you kind of tell who's 
who's being real or maybe who's offering you because another team in their conference offered you and who's offering you because they watched your film and really liked you. Um, one of the biggest things that, that changed for me was just kind of, I knew what I was looking for. I, I had a plan going in. I knew what I was looking for in a program, what kind of things maybe I did or didn't like from Richmond that I would like to see see the same in a new school or different in a new school. Um, I was looking for the best opportunity for, for, I have one year, so what's the best opportunity for me to get myself to the league and have a successful final year of college football? Whereas back in high school, you don't really know what to expect. You don't know what you're looking for. You're you're kind of just being recruited by all these all these coaches who are just showing you around and showing you all these nice things and really kind of like you don't have the right focus necessarily. And it was just really a lack of experience. And it was much more of I just know I've said this a couple of times, but uh, a business decision rather than because I'm not I have one year versus five years. I'm not really necessarily looking for oh the coolest place or where am I going to go make make all like new friends. Uh, I'm going to where's the best fit for me? Where where's gonna am I gonna be the most successful? Yeah, you know, and, and and for you, like you said, the best fit here and talking about Mike Schmidt and your relationship with Dino and whatnot and being a part of this program and, and getting out there and getting to play because you have that one season of eligibility. How did you go through this with your family now and was it as nerve-wracking? Were they as nervous? How did how did your inner circle handle the second round of recruiting? Um, it was definitely not really as much nerve-wracking, but it was a lot more overwhelming. Like I said uh, earlier in high school, like I think I had like maybe ten offers. There were a few FCS, uh, military academies, nothing really crazy, and then that was over. I played football all of high school, so it took me all that time. I got my first offer uh, when I was a junior in high school. So really, over two years, I got those. Whereas this go-around, I had talked to my parents. I had had a plan to enter the portal and everything, and they were fully supportive of that. And we kind of knew that was going down a little before the season ended. And as soon as I ended it, or entered the portal, I think I was in for maybe two minutes before coaches called me and by the time I was in the portal for 10, 10, 15 minutes, I had three or four offers and I basically spent the first two or three days, um, just nonstop talking to coaches, just boom, 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 boom. And my family couldn't have been more supportive. My dad would kind of call me at the end of the day. He tried not to call me too much during the day because he knew I was pretty busy, but he called me at the end of the day. We debrief, kind of talk about, talk about who I talked to, what I liked, uh, what I didn't like. And he was just kind of supporting me, give me his two cents here and there, but more or less just trying to help me talk through finding that best situation. And, uh, really when when coach schmidt called and especially after he after he um left my house and talked to me my dad was the first person i called and we were just both like this is this is too good of an opportunity to pass up like let's schedule this visit for this weekend and they've just been so supportive of the whole thing 
Here with Joe Moore on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, transferring in with one season of eligibility after being at the University of Richmond and coming from Franklin, Tennessee at Christ Presbyterian Academy there beforehand here on Wake Up Call inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Joe, before I let you go, for for you to, to go through this and commit to this team and, and see you know that Syracuse is going to be your next step in moving forward here and, and your final step, before the NFL, if I'm an NFL general manager right now, what do you want to tell me? What should I know right with a season left to play? I'm looking at you now and I'm saying, Joe, I'm doing my pregame. I'm researching everybody. I'm watching film before this next college football season starts. I am already laying the foundation and trying to figure out who I want. Why do I, as an NFL GM, want Joe Moore? Um, as I've, as I've said before, like, I just have, I've got a lot of experience. I play a lot of football, like coming in, I've, I've played more football games than any of the other offensive linemen on the, on this Syracuse team. Um, and now I've, I've come from that FCS level. So I've kind of worked my way up, played with a chip on my shoulder, kind of got that attitude of, of, I need to prove myself rather than, rather than just kind of being given things. And I think that kind of, that shows in my, in my play and, and my film, I play. I do play with that chip on my shoulder. I I, I love to finish guys. Um, I I hold my blocks. Uh, I'm aggressive out on the field, and you just gotta watch it. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna add that extra little bit of leadership, that little bit of experience to this Syracuse offensive line, and and uh, yep, some leadership, aggressiveness experience and how about this not only are you the only tennessee native in this incoming class of 2023 for syracuse you're going to be the only tennessee player on the roster 85 scholarship roster spots plus walk-ons and preferred walk-ons there is no one else on the roster that i'm looking at from the state of tennessee you will be the only tennessee representative in syracuse your thoughts I gotta go out and make Tennessee look good. <laughs> yeah, coming for Joe Moore here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Joe, I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. I'm very excited and happy to have somebody with so much experience coming to my hometown here. And you know, like you said, uh, 40 starts, getting out there for Richmond, getting into the FCS playoffs, and going up against uh, teams in non-conference play that are inside of the ACC. So you've already seen some of the foes that Syracuse has played and will play. So very much uh, happy for you and your family. So happy that we got to spend this time together. And I know you're early enrolling, so you'll be there in January and there for the spring. And I just look forward to continuing to tell your story and keep having these conversations and getting together and finding some good food. Yes, sir. Me too. I can't wait for you to show me these spots. And uh, thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure.